last week we kind of found ourselves in this, uh, we're doing the, uh, a study of the 52 verses every believer should know, and last week we started talking about the Holy Spirit. We were in Ephesians, and we saw the promises of living in the Spirit. And we saw that in order to have those promises, there was one thing we must do, and that is surrender to the Spirit. We must surrender. And we're going to see that again today. Though the, the promises that we looked at last week were more about what we can get from the Spirit. They were, they, they were about the guidance of God, and they were about being in God's timing. They were, they were, they were sort of blessings upon us that were the promises. What we, where we're at today, we're going to see who we can be. Who we can be. Because remember, with God, it is always about being before doing. Now, you may recognize the verse. It's, uh, it's, not the, the first, it's not the verse that we did earlier today. I wanted to emphasize the, the being crucified with Christ part because we must surrender to the Spirit in order to have these. But you may be familiar with Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, faithfulness, self-control, against which there is no law. You may be, you may be used to, to hearing those. This is who we can be if we are in Christ. This is who we can be if we surrender to the Spirit. And so as we go along here, we'll see how that works. And we're going to do this in the way that, uh, that we have been doing it since the first of the year, and that is we're going to look at it in, in, with study tips. I'm trying to, uh, trying to show you an easy study way, uh, way to study your own Bible in your own time, and that is look at the verses and say, so what? So what does it say about God? So what does it say about me? And so what do I need to do now that I know this about God and myself? And then we look at it phrase by phrase. We'll take a look at Verse 22, phrase by phrase. And then one other study tip that we'll do at the end today, and that is every verse in the Bible, every single verse in the Bible, has a challenge and a comfort in it. It has a comfort that, that tells us who we are in Christ, who we are as God's child. And it has a challenge, and that challenge is always about something we need to do. And so we're going to look at that, look at these verses this way. Now, I have added the verse in, uh, in Hawkins' book is just verse 22. I've added a few for, uh, for context. So we're going to look at Genesis, or I'm sorry, Genesis, Galatians chapter 5. At least I didn't say Exodus, right? Galatians chapter 5, starting in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So, we're going we're, we're to look at these three verses and, and, and our first study tip, what does it say about God? What does this tell us about God. The obvious here is that God wants us to have these things. 
He wants us to have love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and gentleness and, and faithfulness and, and goodness and self-control. These are all things he desires that we have. He wants us to have a good life. Now, often, and, and I, you've heard me say this from this platform before, we have allowed Christianity to be defined by what we don't do, the movies we don't go to, the books we don't read, the stuff we don't do. What, this is how we should define our Christianity, by who we are when we're in Christ. This is who we are. We, are, we have these character traits when we are in Christ, and that is God's desire. He did not intend the Christian life to be a boring list of stuff you can't do. He intended you to have a good life. He intended us to live a full life and have these character traits. So it tells us God wants us to have this life, a good life, a life that matters, a life that makes a difference, the, a life, the life that we were meant to have before sin. He desires us to have that life. We also see the interaction of Jesus and the Holy Spirit in these verses. Now, it, this is kind of a duh statement, but it, we need to know what we believe and why we believe it. And what we believe is that if you are in Christ, you have these, and if you are not in Christ, you don't have these. And that is what it says. <laughs> that is what it says. Now, I, I, I want to say, can somebody who is a non-believer do something kind? Yes, absolutely they can. But it, it is strictly, uh, almost always, out of a selfish motive. Our motivation is our love for Christ. And so we, we see a difference because we, this is who we are, not just something we do. This is who we are. You can, uh, because it's, it's called fruit of the Spirit, I can, I can tape oranges to a pine tree. It doesn't make it an orange tree. It's a, still a pine tree. We have to, from the root, be a fruit tree. And from the root, we have these fruit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. These are, these are ours, and God desires it for us. What does it say about us? Well, it says you, that God loves you enough that he wants you to have this life. Again, we too often define Christianity by what we don't do. This is who we are in Christ. It should be the defining characteristics of Christianity and the defining characteristics of our life. It, this should be who we are. And so it says we're loved by God enough that he wants this for us. He wants us to have the life we were intended to have. It also says that we need to be different than our society. It's not just in America, it's really all over the world. Selfishness reigns. We were born selfish. That is not something you have to teach a, a child. They get that right off. What you have to teach a child is to share. We are born selfish. And if you look around the, the, the world at the division, at, at, at the choosing sides, 
at all that we see going on in our world today, it is all about selfishness. God wants us to be this person. He wants us to be different than our society. You know, the word holy in the Bible literally means set apart for God. He wants us to be holy, set apart for Him. And that sets us apart from society. It sets us apart from everybody else. We should stand out because of these characteristics, because these characteristics are not found elsewhere. They're found in us, in those who are in Christ. And, it, and these verses say we must be in Christ. That the fruit of the Spirit is not for someone who it does not know Christ. They are for the one who's in Christ. The, these are the qualities of living in the Spirit. And as verse 25 says, it also says we must be in step with the Spirit. We have to be following closely the Spirit. We have to know the Spirit. So what do we need to do? One word. It's up there three times. <laughs> Surrender. Surrender. If, it, if you look at this list of, of qualities and think, well, I don't have that one, or I don't have that one, or I don't have this one, then the, what you are saying is that's an area of my life I haven't surrendered yet. Because these are the fruit of the Spirit. These, this is everything the Spirit gives us. So what we must do is surrender. Verse 24, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. Crucify, have crucified is an active word. It's an ongoing thing. The way Jesus said it, in the Gospels was, take up your cross daily and follow me. We die to self every day, more than once a day, surrender to the Spirit. That's what we must do. If you want your life to be characterized by this list of character traits, you must surrender. Surrender to the Spirit. And as verse 25 says, as I said earlier, we have to keep up with the Spirit. Now, the, the, the idea of keeping in step with the Spirit is to follow something closely. So we surrender the Spirit, and then we follow the Spirit closely so that we know where we're going. This is where we like to choose, right? This is where we like to be in charge. I want to be in charge of what I do today. As soon as I say that, as soon as I do that, I'm out of step with the Spirit. That's an area of my life I haven't surrendered. And so some of these character traits are not going to be mine because it's an area of my life I haven't surrendered. So now let's kind of look at this as a phrase by phrase, verse 22. The first part is the fruit of the Spirit is. It doesn't say the fruits of the Spirit are. Every believer has every one of these. This is in the singular Fruit is in the singular. Is is singular. Every believer has all of these at his disposal, his or her disposal, if you live in the Spirit. And so as I said earlier, if you, uh, if you are, are saying, well, I, I have, you know, I, I, I'm working on this one still, I don't have that one still, then it's, what all you're saying, all you're confessing is that you haven't, you haven't surrendered that part of your life yet. That's all that's saying. We often pray for some of these, don't we? 
we kind of, we kind of pray for this list at times. And, and again, what we're saying is we don't have because we haven't surrendered that part of our life. There's, there's an old joke that, that goes around churches about never praying for patience, right? You've heard that. You never pray for patience because what you get is situations where you need it. What God, I think, is saying there is I have given you what you need. Use it. I have given you love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I've given you these things. Use them. I think that's what God's saying in those times. So let's look at each one of these now. Love, joy, peace. I think this is the foundation of the rest of them. In, in my view, if you have these, the rest of them come easy. If you don't have love, joy, and peace, you will never have patience and kindness and goodness and, and gentleness and self-control. You'll never have those. The, this is the basis. The basis of all of the fruit. Without love, there is nothing. Uh, 1 John is, is, is really, we're studying it Wednesday nights, and it, 1 John is all about love. In fact, 1 John 4 is where it says God is love. God is the love he gives to us, and God is the love we give away. He is the love. And in fact, 1 John 2 talks about love being complete, being made complete, and it is made complete when it's returned. And so the love of God comes to us, and we return it to him and to each other, and that makes his, his love perfected or complete. We must have his love to have any of these. Joy is the, is the next one he's got on the list. And joy, uh, we, we confuse joy with happiness. Joy and happiness are completely different. Happiness comes and goes. I can be happy and unhappy in one sentence. You know what I mean? I... Let me give you a sentence. You don't have to pay any taxes this year, but we're going to audit the last five. <laughs> There's one sentence that makes you happy and unhappy in one, in, in, in one quick sentence, right? Happiness comes and goes. Joy is, is in spite of circumstances. Joy happens when we know Christ, when we know that Christ has done something in us, when we know the sacrifice he's made for us and we know that he's at work in us now. We have joy. And circumstances can't take joy away. Simple sentences, even IRS audits, can't take away joy. Joy is about the work of God in our lives. I, you, you often hear, God wants me to be happy. That is never promised. I'm sorry to tell you, that is not biblical. God never says he wants you to be happy. God does say he wants you to have joy. Joy in spite of circumstances. Joy because we know the God who, who created everything. Joy, much, much greater than happiness. And peace, we often think peace is just the absence of conflict. But, but the, the biblical idea of peace is a wholeness and a wellness. It, it again, isn't dependent upon circumstances. It can be a wholeness and a wellness and, and a calmness through conflict. 
peace runs, gets us through conflict. It, it isn't in spite of, of conflict. It's not, uh, it's not the absence of conflict. It is a wholeness and a completeness and a fullness through whatever's going on in your life. These three, love, joy, and peace, are the foundation of all of the rest. You must know Christ to have these three. You must. There is no love, joy, or peace apart from Christ. Jesus came to give us peace with God and with each other. He came out of God's love. He came that our joy would be full. Our joy would be complete. Without these three, the rest of this list doesn't matter at all because you can't have them. You can hang the or an orange on the pine tree, but you'll never be an orange tree unless you have these three. So the next are patience, kindness, and goodness. The Greek word for patience or, or long-suffering, as some biblical translations have it, it's used outside the Bible to describe the care of a doctor in a chronic illness, long-term chronic illness. It, it, is really, it is really, patience is about leaning on the joy that you have in Christ. Because as long as we're leaning on the joy we have in Christ, then we can wait for what God has for us. We can wait. Patience is about waiting. It's active waiting. It isn't sitting on the, on the couch waiting for God to do something. It is staying, uh, keep swimming. <laughs> As, uh, who is it, Dory says? Just keep swimming, just keep swimming. It, it, is, it is staying active. It is seeking God and waiting for God to, to act. Patience. The, uh, the Greek word for kindness is actually related to the word for grace. It, kindness is, is an expression of grace. It's, it's used in Psalm 13. It's used in Psalm 52. And, and when it's translated there, it means to do good, to be good. So kindness is actually related to righteousness. It's related to grace and it's related to righteousness. And it is something, again, only the believer has. We can act in a kind way. A non-believer can act in a kind way. But their motivation is selfish. Our motivation is the love, joy, and peace we have in Christ. And so it, it is completely different because this is who we are, not just what we do. And the word for goodness, it's used really to describe the one who was always looking out for the, for the best of someone else. It's, it's not looking at yourself. It's looking at, at everyone else. It's looking outward. And so all, you can see how all of these are based on love, joy, and peace. Without love, joy, and peace, you are not going to have patience or kindness or goodness. You just are not. And then the last of them Faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Faithfulness, it's a, it's a good thing that faithfulness is given to us by the Spirit because that's not something we're very good at. Let's be honest with each other. That is not something we're good at. 
This is something that God gives. This is something the Holy Spirit empowers in us. And God's got plenty of faithfulness to give us. He is absolutely faithful. And so, he's got, he's got faithfulness in abundance to give to us. We are only faithful in him. And, and really, gentleness and self-control are the same way. All of these, faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, all of these are directly opposed, they're antithetical to selfishness. And so, apart from Christ, you can't have these because we are in our selfish state. We are in our human nature, born selfish state, apart from Christ. And so faithfulness and, and gentleness and self-control are all about, uh, all about empowering something in us that is not in us already. And all of this is based on love, joy, and peace. You must know the love of God in Jesus Christ. You must know that he came to give us joy and make our joy complete. And you must know that Christ came to give us peace with God and peace with one another. You must have the love, joy, and peace of God or you have none of these. You know, does this list, and I'm going to call it that even though it's singular fruit, does this list characterize your life? Or are there areas that you know you need to surrender? You know, I said earlier that there is a comfort and there's a challenge in, in every verse. And I think the comfort in these is how these qualities can be us. That God desires them in us and he gives them in us. He doesn't just want us to have them, he wants to give them to us. He wants us to be this believer. The believer that is full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. That's the believer God desires us to be and so he equips us for that. The challenge here? Surrender. 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 It's as simple as that. And as hard as that. So I'm going to ask that you bow your heads. Is there an area of your life you need to surrender? As you look at this, this list of fruit, you realize there's glaring holes in who you are. Maybe you need to take the first step of faith. Maybe you need to first surrender to what Jesus has done on the cross for you. That's as simple as a prayer. It, it's a simple prayer that goes something like this. You can follow along in your own words and say, God, I know that I have sin in my life. I've done things wrong. I've said things wrong. I've thought things wrong. And I know the Bible calls that sin. But I trust that Jesus died on the cross to pay my price. He, he died so that I could live. And so I ask you to forgive me because of his finished work on the cross. And I ask you to empower me with this list, with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. 
If you prayed that prayer for the first time this morning, you need to let somebody know. Come and let me know. Let one of our deacons know. Elbow your neighbor and let them know. Maybe you know Christ, but as you look at this list, you realize there are some gaps. Take a moment right now and surrender so that the Spirit can fill that gap. Father, we thank you for these verses. We thank you, Father, that you love us enough that you want us to have a good life and you desire, your earnest desire is to equip us to live the life we were meant to live. Fill us today with your love, your joy, and your peace that we might have the rest of these. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Jim from Porter Mountain Fellowship. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. These are sermons from our 10.30 a.m. service on Sundays. If you're in the neighborhood, stop by. We're on the corner of Porter Mountain Road and Commerce Drive in beautiful Lakeside, Arizona.